What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode five of the podcast. Today's episode, we have a fantastic and genuine conversation with Emma, founder of BB's NFT and community mod for Cozy Penguins NFT. Emma is a talented artist with a heart of gold, and I truly enjoyed getting to know her better in this interview. These episodes are never pre-planned, and I love to see where the guests take it. We cover topics ranging from must-have coffee flavor combinations to life outside of Web3, and more personal topics like losing a loved one and finding our passions on the other side of it. We also talk about breaking into Web3 as a non-crypto native and the lessons learned and hopes for the future. Sit back and enjoy as we continue to build the bridge between Web2 and Web3 by learning more about the people behind the pixels. I hope you enjoy this episode and let's jump right into it. All right, today we have Buzzed B, or better known as Emma, we had recommendation from a lot of our community members that we should reach out to you about coming on. And so first and foremost, thanks for making time on the weekend to chat with me. And from what I can tell, you're coming back from a trip from New York. Is that correct? Yeah, thank you for having me on. I did just go to NFT NYC uh, as part of the Cozy Penguins team. So that was a lot of fun. Crazy week. <laughs> was that your first time in New York? Um, I was actually born in New York, so not my first time. Uh, I've taken a few trips back there. Currently, I live in Michigan. But yeah, first time going to New York alone and meeting people out there. So my big girl trip. <laughs> oh, you were born in New York. Okay. I lived in New York when I was younger for four years. So were you in the boroughs or any of the five boroughs or outstate? Well, actually, um, my family lived in New York for a while, and then when I was born, they moved, like, right away. So my fun fact, I always say, is I was born in New York, but I've been raised in Michigan for my entire life, so. <laughs> yeah, but when we tell this story again, we're going to say that's where you get all your street cred. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, as tradition in our Discord, the first thing we generally ask a newbie is, are you a dog or a cat person or other? I'm definitely a dog person. The entire New York trip, I was like screaming at all the dogs because I'm just so not used to seeing like dogs outside that frequently. <laughs> so <laughs> I was saying, oh my God, look at that dog. But yeah, I love dogs so much. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Because New York is kind of the concrete jungle. Not kind of, it is the concrete jungle. Mm -hmm. There's so many four-legged friends that um, that people have there. So it's, it's really cool to see. Um, next icebreaker that we ask is, our Discord loves pets, but we also love food, right? So uh, if you had to pick one, like, go-to final meal, what would it be? And it doesn't need to be one food item. You can make it a whole <laughs> a whole thing. Man, I have so many classics that I love, but I don't know. I think I would have to say that the KFC Famous Bowl, if it was my last meal ever, that would be it. Okay, a little home, like a home cooking kind of a feel, but uh, yeah. e easy to get to. All right, chicken all and right. mashed potatoes. There you go. That's a that's a classic. I think um, <laughs> I have a feeling that as we get to like interview number one hundred, this is interview uh, six, I believe, we're gonna have a lot of people that defer to the the staples like that. So uh, <laughs> I'm sure you're not alone. You're you you've got many people that are in the same boat as you. I bet. So. You know, I did a little bit of um, investigating on your Twitter, um, not too much, like a good 10 minutes of scrolling. I did see at the very top that you are a a coffee connoisseur. So if I took you to a Starbucks and we were meeting for the first time, what would be your drink of choice? Ooh, 
Man, okay. So the truth is, I'm not a big Starbucks coffee person, but I love their teas. That's fine. Okay. But I would say any place that I go, I always tell people that mocha and hazelnut are amazing and that they probably get a really good drink wherever they go. They order like a mocha hazelnut. My favorite, I was a barista for three years, so I always get like an extreme drink for no good reason. (laughs) I do like coconut, mocha, caramel, and hazelnut. Love it. I love it. So... Can you do all the fancy designs with the with the steam milk? <laughs> no. I I think no? after three years I got like a, a sloppy heart down. But other than that, some of them just looked really crazy. <laughs> you know what though? Everyone in life really actually has a sloppy heart. So I think that's uh appropriate for society, right? Okay. Awesome. I have one more question for you. Since we're both statesiders and we've never lived outside of the US, if you had to pick one place to live at the drop of a dime, what would it be? Ooh, I don't know. I really like Iceland. Um, I've always been a big fan of it. My sister, she loves Iceland as well. So I've always pictured going on a trip there with her. So hopefully it happens in the future, but it's just beautiful there. I would love to live there one day. I went to Iceland in 2017. Before the actual big tourist boom, it was beautiful. We only did the western part and the southern part. I think if you wanted to do the whole... Um, whole country you want like 10 days and rent your own van that you can camp out of that's like the ideal scenario but we rented a car but we did airbnbs so it got kind of spendy but every spot you stopped was a scenic iconic instagrammable photo opportunity so if you're into photo if you're into photography if you're into nature if you're into hiking you're gonna love it um we thought we were gonna die that weekend because oh no <laughs> uh as we're leaving it was like red alert for a volcano to explode oh. and we were like there's nowhere to go here so hopefully our plane takes off before whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. happens happens <laughs> oh no but you know outside of that you know um it was a wonderful trip and i would recommend to anybody out there listening to put iceland on their on their short list of places to get to all right so I think what what we love about this um, podcast so far, the podcast, is the fact that we focus our attention on the people, less so the projects. And so tell us a little bit more about yourself, Emma. Oh, I was dreading this question now. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I started in Web3 World and NFTs last fall, around September time, having no idea what it was. And then... I just started joining more projects and getting to know people. I think that once I got involved with some projects that had better communities, I would say, like Chunk Society, they have a great community there. I've met so many great friends, and it really opened my my eyes to, like, the rest of the Web3 space and getting involved with it. So from there, you know, I started my own collection called BB's NFT. Um, and then I became a moderator for Cozy Penguins, and I'm now kind of like on their team. And it's been really interesting. I come from a background of graphic design. I went to college for graphic design. And I, I kind of got to a point in my life where I wasn't super happy with where it was going. So I'm now taking a break from college, and I'm still on that break. <laughs> Who knows if it's actually a break or not? But I I kind of lost my love of graphic design. and being involved with NFTs now and seeing all this great art, I've kind of found my way back into the art side of it. And that was something I was really scared that I kind of lost. Um, But yeah, I would say like overall, I'm just kind of 
a young woman trying to figure out her life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of like who I am at this moment. I'm trying to dive into NFTs and Web3 and figuring out as I go. I love it. And, you know, I think we all spend way more time than we anticipate trying to figure out uh, where we want to go as a professional, let alone as a, as just a person. So uh, you're not alone in that regard. Uh, I didn't figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And uh, I'd argue that sometimes I feel like I still haven't figured it mm-hmm. out until closer to like 30. So um got out of college and I was like, what, what am I doing? Where am I going? How am I going to survive? And uh, <laughs> right now feels very similar to when I got out of undergrad, which was in 2010, right after the, the recession from the housing market crash. And um, now it's feeling just as doomy and gloomy in 2022. You know, history is cyclical and what happens now will shape the future. But I think you're in NFTs at the right time and, you know, getting your feet wet or actually diving fully into the deep end if you're in NFTs. <laughs> doesn't matter how much you want to do. It's just uh, drinking, by, drinking from a fire hose for sure. Um, so tell me more about your project then. Um, I have been messing around with different like bee ideas. The, I don't even know where bees came from, where I've just kind of taken it on as like my symbol of who I am. Um, the earliest that I remember, cause I'm actually like terrified of bees in real life. So it doesn't really make <laughs> any sense, but you know, I was in a sorority when I was at college and I renamed my family line, the bumblebees. And so from there, I kind of like found a username that I've been using online for a while now as Buzzed Bee. And I just always had the thought of like when I've been in this space, because people refer to me as like Bee and Buzzed Bee, they're like, oh, you should do a Bee NFT. And so I've been messing around with design since I first started learning about NFTs. And I think I actually released my first batch of my BBs because it's just a small project. I release a few here and there. I think I started around my birthday back in April. Um, and it's just really small right now. I do have plans to kind of grow it and do a donation aspect with it that I want to give back to multiple organizations and nonprofits that have to do with helping, you know, the planet and with bees, but also, you know, touching on other important subjects that I have really close to home, like grieving and with mental health awareness and stuff like that. Um, and I think that with time, it's going to continue to grow. And my hope is to just kind of build a community that likes cute little NFTs and also likes to have important conversations. Yeah, I think um, bull market or bear market in NFTs, you can't go wrong buying cute NFTs because Absolutely. you can always <laughs> pass those down to little ones in, in the future generations. Um, the inner biology nerd in me is super excited that you are becoming a bee enthusiast because <laughs> uh, or for multiple reasons, right? I don't think um, people really understand. Well, not well, some people do, but majority of society doesn't really understand how important bees are to basically anything that we want to eat uh, when it comes to produce. So, and I know we're having a big shortage of bees and bees are disappearing and there's a lot of things going on. So uh, the awareness you bring will be, uh, you know, small at first, but hopefully in the long run, super impactful. So I love, I love the idea and I love the, the theme of it. I actually um, bought one of your cute little NFTs oh. uh, a few days ago. <laughs> no way. I got the, 
I got the alien eating pizza, I think. <laughs> yeah. If I remember correctly. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh I think it symbolizes me perfectly, so I had to grab it. Oh, you know? thank you so a much. A little bit weird and a little bit weird and can't uh, ever say no to pizza, so <laughs> Yeah, pizza's up there for sure. Uh, and then you said you started the project around April. When you first started it, did you have an idea of what you wanted it to be? Um, in the future or were you just like I like art and I want to draw these things and we'll see where it goes oh yeah I I tend to kind of like write things out so I spent like an entire day just like drawing up ideas and writing out like what I wanted to do with the project Um, I wanted to at first just make like a giant collection and kind of like mint it out but I'm not really good with dev stuff so it got to the point where my friends were all like hey just do it and so I was like okay I'll just do it on the open sea contract for now and we'll see where it goes from there but yeah I've always kind of had like a a roadmap in mind I've actually if you've been on my discord I call it pollination stages which I still have yet to kind of like release <laughs> because I'm still working through it and I, I want to make sure that I'm putting out like something that I can actually get done and that I can look forward to and you know, do it. I don't want to overpromise things. And I think that's kind of like a big sentiment in the NFT space right now is like, stop overpromising things. So I'm taking it slow in that aspect. But yeah, I've had kind of an idea of where I want it to go. And right now I'm kind of at the stage where I just want to keep creating cute things for it and then bring in kind of, you know, the additional side of doing donations and whatnot. For people listening that might not have found you yet, um, shout out your Twitter handle so they can find your Discord. Yeah, thank you. It's BBs, so B-E-E-B-E-E-S, NFT. And then from there, they can find the links to everything important, right? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. So BBs NFT on Twitter if you want to support a upcoming up-and-coming artist uh, <laughs> trying to do good in the world. Uh, on multiple fronts. Okay, so we talked about how you got into NFTs. How Did you get into crypto before that, or was it straight into NFTs from the start? It was straight into NFTs, and I've had multiple people tell me I did it wrong. I was like, listen, I'm just here. But yeah, I, I got straight into NFTs. I had no idea what cryptocurrency was. I've like heard about it, but I didn't own any. And I actually... uh was a moderator for another project that was on a layer two platform. It was on Immutable X. And that was like my first real introduction. And it was like a game asset, basically. And the marketplace there isn't great. So it wasn't like my full like introduction into like NFTs in general. But it at least got me started on kind of like what cryptocurrency was. Got it. If you could go back and tell prior you one thing about your early journey in NFTs to not make that same mistake, what would it be? <laughs> um, I think it would be to kind of hold my ground a little bit more and be more confident in what I was doing. Um, I, I think there was a stage where I kind of like held myself back a lot in learning things and, you know, furthering my education on NFTs and cryptocurrency besides just like listening to people on Twitter spaces. <laughs> Because that's a great way to learn and everything, but I wish I would have dug a little bit deeper sooner than what I originally did because I, I love to help people and I love to explain it. And I think I would have helped a lot more people if I took the time to not be so scared of diving into this world. Yeah, that makes sense. I think um, 
what I see a lot of in just blockchain, crypto, Web3 is either you're just completely terrified about it, so you just completely ignore it, or, you know, the other part of it is you jump in too fast and you, you're, you're kind of drowning for a while before mm-hmm. somehow you learn to swim or someone throws you a lifeline. So I've always tried to be a lifeline thrower because when I first jumped in, I was clueless and made all the mistakes <laughs> in the book. Um, well, every mistake outside of like losing my seed phrase, but, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I guess in the grand scheme, I've, I've lucked out because I've, I've avoided the worst of the worst, but, um, it's cool to hear about people that jumped straight into NFTs outside of coming in from crypto first. Cause I came in for crypto first. Um, and I think the world to adopt NFTs more needs to be more in your bucket, which is, you know, everyday normal folks that love art. And then one day they're like, oh, what's this Web3 thing? What's a wallet? What's a, what's an NFT? So it's cool to hear that it's possible and you can survive and make it to the other side. Um, when you aren't making art, what else do you do? Oh, honestly, I think right now I've been doing a lot of just hanging out with friends, which has been great. Um talking to individuals online. I have a lot of online friends. So being able to connect with them, I try my hardest to jump on calls with people rather than just like texting nonstop. Cause like, if you can't see each other in person, at least like hearing each other's voice is really helpful for making those strong connections. And other than that, like I play video games with my friends sometimes. Um, I don't have the best internet at home. I'm actually at my sister's place for the weekend because she has the best Wi-Fi that I've ever experienced in my life because I live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think playing games and just kind of hanging out with friends here and there has been really nurturing. Is your sister into Web3? Does she know what you do? <laughs> she originally hated it. She was so upset about it. When I first told her I was getting involved with NFTs, she was kind of like super anti-NFT because of the environmental impact. And I uh, slowly convinced her otherwise and kind of kept introducing her just like to the different sides of cryptocurrency and NFTs. Uh, my brother-in-law, he's actually into cryptocurrency. So he kind of already knew, but... He also was kind of like uh, NFTs, but they both own an NFT now um, from Cozy Penguins. Right. <laughs> and they're super supportive of my own project. Like my sister reps it all the time. She has a little BB sticker on the back of her phone and she gushes about Cute. it to all her friends. So they've been super supportive of it and love learning about it now. You know, what you just said really is the secret of NFTs because up until this NFT craze where digital ownership actually had an ability to be proved and expressed, people wouldn't gush about a piece of art on their laptop, right? Mm -hmm. But now people have an ability to um, relate to the art because they own it. And everyone just wants a sense of ownership and a sense of being accepted, right? Those are two of the fundamental things that humans want. Uh, It's still super early, of course, but it's, it's good to hear that, you know, even from like a, a at a micro level in your own family, uh, you saw someone convert from being completely opposed to it to saying, "Oh, this isn't the worst thing in the world." And you know, eventually, I think we can get to a point where we can do that with more more normies. So that's yeah. cool. <laughs> is your sister older than? Um, she is. She's a, she's about five years older than I am. Five to six years older than okay. I am. So. She definitely has a different experience, a different view on the world in general. Um, 
but yeah, it was an interesting conversation when it first started that I was getting involved with NFTs, but she's definitely warmed up a lot and it makes me excited that my family's excited about it now. Um, because I've always kind of like struggled with my path and they've been super supportive. They actually bought me an iPad for my birthday so that I could create the BBs um, because I had this idea for so long and I kept talking to them about it. So it, it's really nice having the support from my family. That's awesome. You said something in the prior answer that I wanted to just indulge myself <laughs> on. You said you're a gamer. What's your game of choice? <laughs> well, a game here and there. I used to be more of a gamer when I was younger, actually. Um, but right now I've been playing a lot of Fortnite with my friends. Took a little bit of a break because of NFT NYC. So I haven't been back on in a hot minute. But when I was younger, I was like a really big fan of Skyrim and Minecraft. And I played a bunch of other like little games here and there. But right now it's mostly been like Fortnite because that's what I can play with everyone. Um, I very much like playing with my friends and playing alone, but Skyrim will always have a special place in my heart. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I like, um, I like games that I can play and there's a set amount of time that I'll be in the game and then it'll be done. Uh, because you know, the games that suck you in and then you, all of a sudden it's like, Oh my gosh, I wasted three hours. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that anymore. But the game I play late at night is TFT, uh, which is pretty much like, I know it's going to be a 40 minute session and then I'm mm -hmm. done. But, uh, and I'm too old to play Fortnite now. I don't have, I have, I have old millennial reaction speed. So I get my butt kicked by 15, 16. Oh, yeah. Old, I'm so really I bad at it. I'm bad at it, but I like playing it. So, hey, as long as you enjoy it, that's all that matters, mm -hmm. right? Uh, regardless of outcomes. Um, and then you said something else in that uh, question that I was curious about. You said you like to tell people to jump on calls with you. And I, and I, and I fundamentally agree that you get more out of a relationship when you speak to people instead of just typing to them. But what's the reaction from people that are traditionally in this space a lot sh more shy than general society? Like, do people say, you're crazy? Yeah. <laughs> or do they do they warm up to it pretty easily? A lot of people um, will jump on the call and they'll, like, listen and they'll respond via text. And I've done that sometimes, too, when meeting new people. I originally was, like, super scared to jump on phone calls and talk to people Whenever I had to do it for work-related stuff, freaked me out. But because I've been so open and, like, meeting new people and talking with them online, calling people now for, like, serious stuff is a breeze. <laughs> it helped my anxiety so much. But for other people, it's kind of like if they don't want to talk, I'm like, that's fine. That's okay. We don't have to jump on a call. We can chat here. But Discord has been really helpful because you can just have, like, these group chats of people, like, whenever. And... I've noticed in a lot of Discord servers, that's like a really meaningful way to connect and to talk about NFTs and to just kind of like experience the community in a new way than, you know, just going on Twitter and seeing people tweet about a project. You actually get to kind of like talk with people. So it, it's kind of back and forth. Um, a lot of people that I've noticed in this space are more open to it than I originally expected. Yeah, I think um, Discord's a great middle ground because for the people that are more a little bit more adventurous and extroverted, mm -hmm. they can go into voice chat. And for the people that are more reserved, they can observe or communicate when they want to because text is easier that way, right? So um, I think I think it's it's been cool to see communities form on Discord, communities of people from all over the world that don't even know who they are, don't even know what they look like, but then they still can form these really cool friendships. Um, the Deer Pack Discord actually has a lot of 
cozy penguins in it. You know, Tina's in mm-hmm. there, Prado. Uh, Tina's been fantastic. She's brought Tina. over so many great people. Um, so if you need a second home or it feels <laughs> like home, um, check out the Deer Pack. And we do game nights on Sundays, uh, which is more like game afternoons for us, but game night for the for the European mm-hmm. folks. And, um, you know, we do movie nights sometimes, and we generally are just trying to find other people that want to have cute NFTs in their wallets. So, yes. um, it's a, it's a fun place to be. A question I have is who is someone that you want to notice your art? It can be, uh, a celebrity. It could be an NFT person. Is there anyone out there that you, you would love to have see your art and appreciate it? That is a really good question. Huh. I don't know. I think um, one person in particular, there's this uh, nonprofit organization that I eventually will reach out to. Um, I don't remember the name off the top of my head, which sounds really bad right now, but (laughs) I adore the organization that she's put together. And it's all about um, women and about bees. And it's just like really cool. And it was like the first organization that I found when I was first thinking about BBs and FTs. And I was like, wow, this person is symbolizing everything that I want to succeed with my own project here. And the big dream goal is to eventually work with her. And I would love for her to, you know, find the BBs or to at least, you know, notice me when I do reach out (laughs) to kind of be open to communicating. That would be awesome to make that connection with her. And you said you don't remember the name of the organization right now? I don't remember the name of it. I probably could find it really quickly if I wanted okay. to. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Is it something with like Girl B or something like that? Um, I think when the time is right, you you should shoot your shot, right? Yeah. And, uh, see what happens because, you know, the, those organizations, I think, don't even know we exist right now. And there's a huge opportunity to find really great causes, partner them with really great communities, and create some really cool change and so an impact. So that's awesome. And you know, when, when the time is right, let me know. I'll retweet. <laughs> I'll like it. I'll tell my friends to retweet and like it. Make sure that she and they see it's a good cause. And uh, yeah. activate your community. Remember to ask for help when it comes mm-hmm. to that stuff, right? Another personal question. You know, people always want to be remembered for the right reasons. If someone were to say, oh, I remember Emma. She's great because of. What would what would you want to be remembered for? Ooh. I think I would be, it makes more sense to me that I would be remembered for, you know, just being active in a community. Um, I would love to be remembered for creating an NFT project, but it's not, you know, the first thought in my mind. I would rather just be remembered for being like a nice person who helped somebody out in a community um, and just being somebody that was genuine. Um, Those are the people that I remember the most. and. I kind of thrive and strive to be that person. So for people listening out there, if you need more good, wholesome people in your <laughs> life, go join the BBNFT Discord, and you'll end up at a minimum with fond memories of Emma after the project <laughs> is done because she's a genuine and nice person. Oh. And this is the first time I've met her, but I can tell, you know, when you do this kind of stuff a lot, you can tell pretty quickly. Uh, the motives and the intent of people, and I can, I can, I can tell that it's genuine. So, Thank you. Uh, plus, plus one for me on that oh. <laughs> on that description of yourself. 
I think uh, we need more of that in society. So I'm all for it. I appreciate it. What's your favorite movie? Oh, okay. Easy. The Princess Bride. 100%. The Princess Bride. Love that okay. movie. Isn't that like a little bit before your time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. How did you find The Princess Bride? I think my dad introduced my sisters and I to it when we were younger. And then I found it again when I was like in high school, when it was on Netflix. And I like would watch it every single day. Um, Is your dad kind of dorky? <laughs> yeah, he was. He was very yeah. into like yeah. Star Wars and <laughs> all that type of stuff. Is your dad one of my best friends? Because I have a dorky <laughs> best friend that loves Star Wars oh. and Princess Bride. <laughs> the Princess Bride is just amazing. It should go down in history as one of the best movies, in my opinion. It just has everything. All right, give, give it a give it a pitch. Pitch oh, it to no. people that haven't oh, no. uh, seen it yet. <laughs> Man, a pitch for it. I mean, it's a love story. It's a comedy. You get action in there, you know, laughing, and the end is very cute. So I would say if you want an all-around movie, if you don't know what to watch, watch The Princess Bride. That's phenomenal. That's a great pitch. Uh, so, yeah, if you want a little bit of everything, check out The Princess Bride. I've seen it like three times. Uh, don't ask me to quote it because I wouldn't be able to. But <laughs> all I would be able to say is the marriage part <laughs> uh, is what brings us together. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to be mindful of time, and I want this to be something that doesn't draw out. Are there is there any topics that you want to talk about that you you think are just things that are cool, interesting, or relevant that you want to bring up? Man, now you're asking me to ask questions. Oof. <laughs> no, I think that this has been really fun. I really enjoy chatting about just life in general. I think it's important to have more meaningful conversations. And that's something that I always try to do with people to kind of break the walls down. Um, I have been met with some people who are like, why do you want to know all this? I'm just like, hey, I just want to know who you are as a person. <laughs> so I appreciate that you guys are doing this. And I'm looking forward to hearing more of your podcasts. Yeah, well, that's a really important point, right? When I approached Lebowski and Peachy about starting this, when I looked at what was going on out in the real world, right? Because Web3 doesn't count as the real world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the internet and technology and the speed of life today is great. It makes us more efficient as people, but also makes us a lot more robotic. Mm -hmm. And so I think whatever we can do to bring more personal back into society, the more I think impact it'll have for trying to turn all this craziness around because it's pretty crazy out there. Um, so uh, I appreciate you saying that you that you like the format. Actually, I do have a question. <laughs> who should we who should we peer pressure into doing this next? Ooh, I think that Jane from Chunk Society, she's amazing. Don't know if you've had her on yet. I think Ben from Good Morning Cafe, he makes these adorable moves. Um, he would be great also. He's from Australia. I just met him this past week. Amazing dude. Just wholesome vibes. Well, when I publish this episode, I always put a call to action out there. So <laughs> I will I'm going to have to ask you to <laughs> at them uh, until they see it. And then I'll have to tell other people to at them as well. Uh, but I think both of those would be phenomenal interviews. My My biggest problem is I kind of made myself my own personal rule that if it's an artist that has art, I want to own a piece of their art in my wallet. <laughs> so 
if these projects start getting too big, I won't be able to afford to <laughs> stay in business. <laughs> but I got in on yours on the on the on the entry level, yes. so I'm gonna hold it until it's worth uh, you know thousands okay. and thousands of dollars and never sell <laughs> Maybe it. Maybe one day. <laughs> We're gonna save all the bees yes. uh, with your help. We're going to partner with all the organizations. I say we because you and I are best friends now. Sorry. <laughs> absolutely. We absolutely are. <laughs> Two questions and then I'm done. And you can ask me anything <laughs> if you'd like to as well. But what motivates you? Ooh. Uh, I think that my my friends and my family motivate me a lot. Um, we were talking about my dad earlier. He, he actually passed away five years ago. Um, and he was always such a big supporter of art for me. And it's been very difficult after he's passed to get back into it. Um, And I think it's been so encouraging having other people say similar things that he was saying to me when I was growing up and creating things. And it's kind of just a bittersweet moment where like, I wish that he could be enjoying this moment with me, but also making things that make me happy and kind of honoring his memory in some type of way has been truly awesome. And it's deepened my love for art, even though he wasn't like a super big artist himself. um, We did learn a lot about him after he passed away because we had to go through all of his items. And he actually wrote a lot of poetry, which I never knew. And I grew up writing poetry. So it's very interesting now looking back to see, you know, who I was back then and who he was and making connections today with it, especially in my art. There's always a little piece in there where I throw something in about my dad that he liked or that he liked to do. So big motivator is, you know, him and continuing his memory and his legacy. That's such a beautiful answer. It's not funny, but it's ironic how the people closest to us are the ones that sometimes we know the least about. Mm-hmm. You know, we we often take them for granted, not because there's any malice intent, but just because it's human nature to take the things that are easy and there and just kind of not worry about it because that's all the brain wants to do is not worry about things. Yeah. And so when it's comfortable and they're close to you and you're, you're always around it, you you become less aware of it. So. I love the fact that you had a chance to get to know him better through his memories and his history. And I also love the fact that you're going to keep his memory alive through your art, serendipitous or not. I think the fact that you are doing this and remembering him every time you draw something, that's so lovely and that'll never go away. So that's, that's awesome. And I'm sorry for your loss. It's, it was far too soon to lose somebody Mm -hmm. like that in your life. And, uh, but I, I love the fact that you brought, some good out of the situation yeah, at hand so yeah you know my mom battled with cancer in 2020 and you know thankfully she's in remission now but i had one of those wake up calls where i was like what am i doing with my life why am i so focused on these things that don't matter in the in the grand scheme so you know after that happened it was kind of like a uh a midlife reawakening of yeah. what's really important it's friends family it's the people around you it's how you treat others and so you know, part of this podcast is to highlight good people in the world and, um, uh, you know, let other people know that, you know, nobody's perfect. Yeah. We're all trying to figure it out and uh, we're all in it together if we want to be. And NFTs are great because these little communities become um, little families in a way. Yeah, so absolutely. Um, I, I can't wait for yours to 
grow and prosper and save all the bees and save all of our fruits and veggies and, <laughs> and uh, you know, make everyone healthier and happier. That's what you're going to do. And that's what we're going to, we're going to help create. And then last question. This is the deepest of deep philosophical questions. Oh, no. <laughs> How do we make the world a better place? How do we make the world a better place? Wow. I, I truly think that it's about having hard conversations. Um, one thing that I've noticed a lot, especially since we're on the topic of like grief and losing somebody, it's really hard to talk about it sometimes. And a lot of people around my age, I was 18 when it happened. Um, and it was very sudden passing and I didn't really have anybody to talk to. And so I think having those hard conversations, no matter your age is really important to making genuine connections. And so when you make those genuine connections, that's when you can get real work done. You can find what you're passionate about and you can really strive to make a difference in the world. So genuine connections is my main thing. And that's how I think we can change the world. I love it. I love analogies. And so when you talk about hard, hard conversations, I think about going to the gym, working out. When you go to the gym, work out, you're tearing your muscles, right? And inherently, that's not good. But then they rebuild stronger mm -hmm. and, and you become stronger. And I think hard conversations tear at your soul a bit, right? It's hard. Yeah. You feel bad. It hurts. But then afterwards, you come out the other side stronger because you've, 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 you've experienced it um, and you've grown from it. And so I think society today has often avoided a lot of hard questions and hard conversations uh, and just decided to either ignore them or just um, keep silent uh, on them too. So uh, that's an amazing answer and I'm going to steal it in the future. <laughs> I want you to, um, shout out your, your discord, your Twitter for both yourself and for your project again, just in case people earlier forgot it already. Um, where can people find you? Yeah, you guys can find me at buzzed on Twitter, as well as BB's NFT for my project. And that has all my links and everything in the bio. Her art is super cute. Aww. Her art is super cheap, especially with the recent ETH prices. Go and clean out her inventory because there's not that many out there. Uh, give her that endorphin rush, that dopamine <laughs> hit of of seeing that email from OpenSea saying that her art has sold. Because uh, you can clearly tell from this episode that she is one of the most genuine people in Web3. And you all know that we need more of that in this space. So um, go and support her. Do you have any questions or last comments that you want to throw out there? I don't think so. I think that it's a great day to make people happy. So go make someone smile. I think would be my last thing to say. Well, the sun is shining, at least here <laughs> in Minnesota. I hope it's shining for you in Michigan. And this is super fun. And I really enjoyed this talk. And um, I look forward to getting to know you better. I'm going to join your Discord. You should join ours. And uh, let's just build a one big, happy, cute, world-changing family. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right. For those of you listening to the podcast, thank you for sticking with us again through another episode. Um, you know the drill. Let us know who else we should talk to. Help us bother them to come on the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, let Emma know. Thanks, everybody.
my daughter's team in NFT. Deer pack. Watch out for the farms.